Welcome to another episode of NY Jets Fans Podcast with host Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast as we are week 10. I'm sorry, we we on week 10 of the season. Let's let's speak on this uh the best Jets game of the season. Uh tough loss against the Patriots, 30 to 27. Um, I'm gonna start it off with you, Chris. Uh as other than other than that fourth quarter uh, bullshit that we'll get to talk about. Uh, what have you? What what have what changes have you saw that made this team score twenty seven points? Uh, well, for for one thing, the first time all season we had our top three wide receivers in right Perryman, Mims, and Crowder. So that definitely, I thought, on the offensive side, without a doubt, made a difference. Uh, the offensive line played pretty good. Um, and I don't know if it's that they played good or if the Patriots uh, pass rush is that bad or a combination of both. Uh, yeah, they so, had a couple of injuries. They had a couple of guys that was injured on that D-line. So yeah, it kind of hurt them. You know what? Now, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I said, just remember how many guys opted out for the Patriots this year because of COVID. I think I, I looked at the list. I think it was eight or nine guys they have on their yeah. COVID list right now. Yes, yeah, so cool. prominent guys. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, you know, our, our fifth-string quarterback <laughs> sat out. It's it's guys that started, you know, Patrick Chung is out, um, a couple other guys. So I think, you know, I think it was a combination of both. The Patriots' defense is just not what it was last year. I seen a stat the uh, earlier. This was the sixth time, I think, that the Patriots gave up more than 20 points in a game this season. Last season, they only did that four times all year. So Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that shows you the, the difference in the defense. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, first time we had those three receivers, we finally seen Perryman have a game that we've been waiting for him to have. Five catches, 101 yards, the two touchdowns, a nice long one. Uh, Mims, again, four catches, 62 yards, slowly, you know, getting more playing time. We're going to see him improve. Uh, Crowder, you know, solid two catches and a touchdown that unbelievable catch we have to say the throw in the catch was amazing um and um i think that was it and in the fourth quarter hey i i was laughing but I, I think i sent it to you guys at a text i said good we got three good quarters out of out of the jets we haven't gotten three good solid quarters yet so maybe the next time next time they'll play we'll see good a good four four quarters and maybe they could actually pull out a win but um in the end, uh, Cam Newton made some plays down the stretch. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was good for three quarters. That was that was pretty good football that we've seen. You know, again, we fell apart in the fourth quarter. Uh, Flacco threw a, an interception that he shouldn't have even been throwing that deep on that play. Um, on, that, on that play, like, I think we were talking about it earlier. Uh, the Patriots had just ran off, what, like six, seven minutes – uh, drive right before that when they scored and then the Jets got the ball and then you know on, on his first play he's trying to go deep which and I think it was six minutes left when when the Jets took over after that <laughs> after the Patriots score they were up seven right so to me you're up by a, a touchdown why don't you just start thinking about working the clock a little bit at six minutes you know get that clock moving and take your time for two reasons. One, because you're close to the end of the game. You know, six minutes, you're getting there. 
couple of first downs, you get a nice drive going, you could end the game right there. So maybe get that running game going again. They were running pretty decent earlier. Um, Gore had 12 catches, 46 yards, uh, 12 carries, excuse me, 46 yards. Perrine, P. Ryan had six carries, 19 yards. But um, I would have at least started to try to run the clock a little bit, just a little bit, kind of take your time. I wouldn't be shooting the ball downfield with a possible interception for that reason. And number two, you got to give your defense a little bit of a breather. I mean, the fourth quarter, they were on the field most of the fourth quarter. And with six minutes left, at least try to give the defense a break. Even if you go three and out, at least make it three runs to at least give them a couple of minutes on the, on the bench as a break, you know? So I, I thought that's where their, their big mistake was on that play, on that drive. But other than yeah. that, in three quarters, it was great. You know, good football. Everything you said is I second. And I want to add to the last part of your of what you just said. I want to add that it seems like there's this uh, weird thing going on that people are thinking, oh, yeah, the Jets deliberately lost the game, which is ridiculous to me because it seems like nobody has been watching Jets football, which makes sense because nobody would want to watch a team go 0-8, you know. The only reason why you would say that they deliberately lost that game is if you weren't watching Jets football all season. Uh, unfortunately for us as fans, we've been watching the Jets play football all season, and we know that there's nothing inexplicable, inexplicable, uh, inexplicable about our quarterback throwing an interception when he's not supposed to, or our coaching not having a plan for the for the second half. After the court, after the, the the New England Patriots came out and possessed the ball for about nine minutes on a drive, like Chris just stated, uh, you would think that your game plan would change from taking shots downfield to let's try to possess the ball and give our defense a chance to breathe. I mean, that's part of coaching, right? Uh, you know, people, everybody goes off and says, "Oh, you know, Adam Gates is the worst coach in the world," but for for a stupid moment you make a point about the Jets deliberately losing a game. The Jets don't deliberately lose anything. They're bad. They were <laughs> a bad <laughs> team. They were a bad football team. They have a bad coach. Bad things happen when you have a bad team and a bad football coach. As simple as that. They, you, you, like Chris just said, you go, you, you, somebody, your team just possessed, the, the, your opponent just possessed the ball for nine minutes or eight minutes or whatever it was, 8.57 or whatever it was that they had the ball for, your game plan should change. You can't go go to have the same plan you had in the first half after they could not hold the ball. They could not, they, were, they just kept going three and out, three and out, three and out. So it was fine for you to throw the ball a million times. When they possess the ball that long, you play complementary football. Just like Chris said, you try to get your, your shorter passes, possess the ball, get your, 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 your defense a little bit of rest, you know, and, and, and oh, oh, why, why did, why would he throw the ball? Really? If you're watching Jets football, that same question you, we've asked that question a million times of any of the Jets quarterback. Why did he throw the ball there? We've been saying that all season. There ain't nothing new to that, you know, so there's nothing people please. This is not the Jets tanking. I know that fans like to say the Jets are tanking. The Jets are not tanking. 
They're a bad football team. They can't get out of their own way. We've been watching that all season. They can't do anything right. So don't expect that, oh, they were up by seven points, that they were going to come up with a great idea and all of a sudden become a, uh, an excellent football team. No, that don't, that don't happen out of nowhere. So that, that, that was one thing I wanted to kill. And I wanted to praise, again, some of them, some of those kids that came out to play for the Jets. Uh, um, Joe Douglas's draft class is looking really good. There's a few guys that we haven't seen, like Clark and Zuniga. We really haven't seen a lot of their snaps. But Bryce Huff, man. Myers. You know, I know Quinnen wasn't, I mean, Quinnen wasn't there, but, um, um, you know, big number 77 wasn't there. He was a little injured, but when he was in the game, just run the ball behind him. See that? See what happens when you run the ball behind Beckton? Come on, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, even Ashton Davis. Ash, yeah. Even Davis had a hell of a game. And the thing, the thing about um, our friend Joe Blewett uh, and, 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 and uh, former Jets um, cornerback Marcus Coleman uh, spoke about when they broke down Ashton Davis's film as a role of a football player as he is, he's a pretty talented player. If you could put him into positions to make plays, he's talented enough to kind of mimic what it would be to be good at something. So give him multiple jobs. And that's what, that's what Williams did. I think Williams did a really good job of putting him in positions to let his talent shine. That was awesome. You know, um, of course, I'm still against the whole give Frank Gore all the carries and let P Ryan. I, I, I don't, we'll never get that. Um, even if people like, oh, you know, Gore is a better running back than P. Of course he is. You guys going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, 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 you know. Now's the anyway. time to start seeing players. Exactly. You know, the let, it, players. let the kid the same way you did for Ashton, for, for Ashton Davis. It's the same thing I think you should do for P. Ryan. Right. Let his talent shine. And, and, and you know what? In, in spots, there was, a, you know, he did, he has become better on third down. Remember, there was a couple games where he gave up a few blitzes, a few sacks and stuff like that. He's better as a third down blocker um, than he was earlier in the season. So that's a good thing, you know, and he's, his vision is getting a little better. It's still a little kind of effy here and there, but that's okay. We want to let the kid grow. You know, so there is there is a lot of positives here. You know, I think I think guys, if you didn't come out this game understanding how good this, how high the ceiling is for Denzel Mims, I don't know what to tell you. You watch that that kid look like one, like his his presence felt like one of the better wide receivers in the league, even if you could tell that he's not quite there yet. The fact just his movement, you can't one on one him because he's bigger and stronger than most corners. You will he will beat you or he'll out physical you. And his run blocking is tremendous. I think one of the things you have to pay attention is when the, they run the ball to his side of the field, how good he is at taking corners and safeties out of the game, out of the running the run play. So. You know, there's a lot of positives there, and I think I think you know, 
we don't need to be dwelling on no talk of tank and all that stuff like that. I think there's enough good stuff going on with the Jets, in my opinion. Let me, let me just get something out about the tanking. Um, I said it a little bit earlier with you. Um, tanking, players don't tank, okay? Players are not going to tank because most of the players on this team, or a very good amount of them, are not going to be part of this team next year, okay? Or they're trying to be a part of next year because some of them don't have contracts for next year. So some of them, or like I said, a good amount of them, do not care if we get the number one pick, the number two, the number five, or whatever, because they may not even be here for next year. So they're actually auditioning either for our GM or for every other GM in the league. So players do not tank. So I, I, I hate the term tank because players are not doing that. The, the players that are tanking are the ones that don't show up, the ones that don't play. You could call them, they're tanking because they're not even trying. But these guys are playing for contracts. They might be done after this year. If they, you know, so they're not tanking. And coaching, coaches don't want to tank either. They don't want to lose every game because they're playing, they're coaching for their job too. There's no guarantee that they're going to be back next year. So nobody tanks. You know, uh, Douglas did what he did, you know, setting his team up. Uh, if you want to blame anybody, you could blame him for not putting enough talent on the team, but he knew. He wasn't going to fix this team in one offseason. So it, it's a two or three year process. The team that we can look at a great example about tanking or not tanking, whatever, is last year with Miami. Miami got rid of their best players that they had on their team Tunzil, Fitzpatrick, um, the receiver, that, uh, Landry, right? They traded them all. So everybody was like, oh, Miami's tanking. They got no shot. They're going to win two games this year. They played every game last year like they wanted to win. And they actually did win. They won a bunch more games than we even thought anybody thought that they were going to win. And now look at them this year. They're five and three, and they look like they're yeah. going to go to the playoffs. Imagine right now that. The playoffs. So yep. they're a good example to look at to say, okay, that could be us next year. The big thing we have to do, obviously, is get a new head coach and a new co everything like that. But they did it the right way. And that's basically what we're doing. And hopefully we're going to start, you know, finish the rebuild, not finish it, but at least continue the rebuild with bringing in a new coaching, new head coach and new coaching system and everything else this off season. But that's a good example of coach uh, tanking or not tanking. Everybody thought they were tanking and no, <laughs> they were trying but to win every single game. <laughs> the last, the last, the last thing I will say on this is um, that I know one player that was tanking. Uh, his name is Desair. <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say. Like you said, <laughs> we just suck. he's tanking. He's one of them. <laughs> he, yeah, he's 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 jogging in plays. You know, <sighs> guys catch the ball. He's jogging. Yeah, don't gave up. That's all I gotta say. If he's doing that, don't even be on the field. That's why they took him out and put the rookie in. Yeah, there you go. I think we're gonna see more uh, Hall. You know, and he and Hall was pretty good too. He was, he, I mean, he had a he had the holding penalty, but that's a, but come on, man, he hasn't really played football in a while, so he's he's gonna be a little, you know. Rusty. What's his name? Uh, Langy. Langy had a good game too. Oh wow, yeah, he had a hell of a game. The 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 funniest thing about it was that as soon as the Patriots adjusted away from from the downhill kind of football they were trying to play, which kind of played into um, Langy's 
um, wheelhouse, he struggled because you know that he you can't ask him to to cover. He's not a coverage guy. He you know you, if you ask him to stop the run and 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 come downhill and tackle, oh, he's pretty good at that. Uh, yeah. So uh, if anybody wants to think um, that wants to go on sixteen, you think Flacco for that. Uh, reason why I say you think Flacco for that is because Flacco basically just gave the game away. Um, shout out to the offensive coordinator. That was probably the best play calling um, maybe of the season for him. I just I just feel that Flacco just fucked it up. <laughs> he fucked it up the best the best he could. And, it, and there it goes. Like, for instance, under two minutes, second and two, P. Ryan is right there, three, four yards, first down. Said, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to somebody else. And there it goes, you know. <laughs> it's like if I, I picked I picked y'all to win the fucking game. Y'all had a really good chance of winning the game. Y'all just didn't want it. And the crazy thing was was that when I was watching the game and that thing, where, where was they at? They was at the uh they was at their own 47 with like with like what was it, 15 seconds left? Um uh, mm-hmm. with Cam. I said, watch he throw it to uh Jacoby Myers. I I I knew it. Who he throw it to? Jacoby Myers. Game, game over. And of course, the old kicker Nick Foe just said, "Fuck it." He, he was went. the only guy that was really open for them <laughs> all night, consistently. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the, the kid had a good game, and then mm-hmm. and I know Belichick is gonna try to find more plays with him, and shout out to him, you know. But, but I, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy that uh, the Jets kind of played played good. It wasn't good enough, but. At least, at least it was a game that I watched all four quarters, and yeah, so the cycle was over for that one. And also, and also, I think um, what we, well, I think what we need to catch on a little bit is um, what would Darnold do with these three wide receivers now that they're healthy? Will we see the same thing that we uh, saw from from what Flacco is doing? I would think so. You know, I, I think he's he's chopping at the bit now because now he sees. Wow, I got some legit weapons out there now. I'm going to have my top three wide receivers. Let me see what I could do now. You know, and I think he would be better. I think he would have been great. I think he would have had a good game uh, on Monday night as well. I don't think there'd be there's any doubt in my mind he would have had a good game because the protection wasn't horrible. The like I was saying before, the Patriots defense just is not good. Not nowhere near what they were last year. And you got another guy that was out too. Uh, that's hurt is um, uh, the corner. Yeah, their best, basically the best corner in the league. Yeah, defensive uh, last year. Yeah. He was out too. Yeah. So Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, Gilmore. Yep. I mean, you, you're missing key guys on that team, and they had uh, yeah, Lawrence guy. Rush. Lawrence guy wasn't there. One of their best defensive tackles. Yeah, they they were missing guys. They were missing. They were missing guys that were injured too. I think so. Sam would have had a good game last uh, Monday night. I, I don't know, you know, next. Uh, not this weekend, but you know, next weekend they got they got the Chargers. Yeah, that's gonna be a better defense. So, and so, hopefully Sam will be back. I, I'd love to. So see I'm gonna put it. Guys. I'm gonna put it to you this way, and and it just it just it just it simply is how teams have been attacking the Jets from last year, literally playing single high safety, putting a bunch of people in the box and faking either blitzing or faking fake blitzing you know 
um, the the fake blitzing is basically creating pressure sometimes when there's no pressure, you know, or sending four from on convention on the conventional places where instead of the regular four coming at you, it's four, it's two corners instead of two defensive linemen. You if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Literally, you know, when you do that to a team, you're basically daring the team to beat you one on your one-on-one outside outside corners. The problem with that is when the Jets have Mims and 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 uh what's his name? Oh man, for some reason I just lost his name out uh and Perryman, you have two big, physical, fast guys outside that once all you have to do is lay the ball up and they could go get it. So teams will be discouraged from this, from what from what you saw last um, Monday night, discouraged from playing, you know, single high safety against the Jets, which has been giving Sam Donald fits, you know. Fits, man. He just cannot understand what he's seeing. And off of that single high, they're disguising multiple ways and other things off of it. But but for sure, that's been a major issue with him. So if he could basically do what Flacco did, you know, take the shot. When there is a one-on-one guy out there, when one of his wide receivers is one-on-one on somebody, take the shot. Discourage this corner, these defensive coordinators from playing heavy in the box and all this crap they're trying to do, you know, with the blitzes and stuff. When you do that, then you're starting to dictate to the defense what you what what you want to do, not them dictating to you. That way he will have a better shot. Then all the things that are weaknesses in his game, he could m- basically manipulate into, you know, or get around them. He still has the problem. He still has issues getting understanding leverage. He still has issues reading, seeing the whole field. But if you don't have to see the whole field, all you have to understand is where your your, your one-on-ones are and attack it, that makes you a better player. And then it just gives you a little bit more confidence, which he, he really needs some confidence, man. And you will see him getting back to himself, his old self, you know, in my opinion. So I think that's an indication. Um, a Monday night was an indication of something that could happen for Donald, but it's still a wait and see, on my in my opinion. I think we'll see more uh, not this weekend coming up, but next weekend against the Chargers. And since we got the bye week, uh, let's speak on Gaze real quick. Um, Adam Schefter said he don't expect Gaze to be the coach uh, next season. Due to no one expected, you know, no one expected the Jets to win many games this season, but. The uh, competitiveness has been really tacky. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. And um, it's just the issue with the formalities and timing um, that Gates will get fired, whether it's the bye week or the end of the season. But at this point, you know, whether it's this or the end of the season, they still not going to, they still going to lose with, with or without Gates. So, do you think Adam Schefter is uh, correct on that, that Gaze could be going at the end of the season? Usually Schefter is correct. I, I think it's crazy if he comes back, you know, after after this season. I mean, if they win one game, I mean, we don't see any – I don't see any wins on this schedule, but I, I just can't see them bringing back a, a coach who didn't win a game or even one or two games this year, let's say. Let's say – let's give him two games. I, I don't even see that either. I mean, like you said – the, the competitiveness is just not there for this team. And they, they look lost a lot. You know, this week they looked a lot better, but 
yeah, we were playing a, a team that's, you know, got so many guys out, especially on defense, and I got no weapons on offense, and it showed. So, and, and we couldn't even beat them. So, <laughs> I, I, I personally can't see it, but I've seen people saying, oh, I could see them keeping him after this year, you know, especially after the Douglas uh, press conference that we, that we talked about where he said he's part of the solution, not part of the problem. So, but it just makes no sense to bring him back next year. So. Yeah, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a, a, any kind of red-blooded GM, you would not bring back a coach that has not proven any time in his career that he could do anything other than, or be anything other than what he's been. I don't care how unfair his situations have been I think even under the under the worst circumstances there's certain things you want to see from your head coach that I think Adam Gates lacks so I I I'm sorry um you know I'm not sorry <laughs> he's not he's he's just not a head coach he's yeah. just, he's just not a head coach material why the why in the hell would you think that dude is head coach material he is not head coach material in game plan he's not head coach material in leadership he's not head coach material even in the thing that he was supposed to be best at which is offense offensive coordinating so uh i don't know what solution you're looking for but uh no so um and you know the problem with us jets fans is when you under the circumstances, man, this is this is what you worry about when teams lose and lose. Even as a fan base, we basically have we end up getting kind of we psych ourselves to the point where we we just think bad things are just gonna keep happening. What do you think the players are feeling? They're the ones invested in this. They're the ones working hard off season and coming to play this to lose the way they lose it. You mm-hmm. think you're gonna you're going to bring Gase back? What are you going to tell them? That's going to be different. You're going to, you, the players are going to be enthusiastic about the return of Adam Gase as their coach in 2021. Really? Come on, man. I, 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 this, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. <laughs> man, at, the, at the end of the day, I think for what we see, what we seeing from the, uh, him not being the play caller, we we seeing a big difference. I mean, the first two games wasn't so good, but that that Patriot game Monday just shows a lot, you know. And now and now I want to see what what Donald could do with these uh, three wide receivers that's healthy. Um, yes, Frank Gore, please, he got to start running the ball. We need to see more P Ryan, but I think I think we on the right direction. And I like and I like our kicker uh, Sergio, so I think we have a, a, a legit kicker too. Yeah. And I thought Ficken wasn't horrible with us, but this guy seems, he looks like he might even have a stronger leg. Shout out to Castillo, man. This dude, he looked like he has cold water in his veins, man. Ice mm-hmm. in his veins. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, not to say. I think we good on that part. So let's 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 move into some uh some NFL real quick. Um the owners, the NFL owners agreed to an extra playoff team if the season was to be canceled due to COVID. Um, Charmin, was this the, the right move to make and why? Sure. 
Um, then Charmin stepped out for a second. Yeah, right sorry ahead. about that. Sorry about that, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, no, I I think that was the right move to make. I think I think uh, in the under the circumstances, I think even in the beginning, before the season started, we talk about we talked about multiple contingency plans that the NFL would have to come up with in case of you know how bad COVID got, you know, and we've seen multiple cases of teams having to shut down facilities and postpone games and all this stuff going on that you don't have a choice but to have contingency plans for those things. And, you know, they're not, they, they might not be the best of the best, but under the circumstances, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's just like what the NBA did with the bubble. That wasn't the best thing to do. You put in players into in a situation where that was unknown. You don't know what would have came out of it. And the, and what came out of it was a beautiful thing, in my opinion. A lot of people say different, but I think it was, you know, it was kind of fun to see players struggle with not only the physical demands of the games that they had, but the mental demands of not being comfortable. I don't care how much expensive chef foods and, and massages you get. You, 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 as a human being, we love our creature comforts, man. You know, jumping in the car and driving home and all that stuff. When you don't have that stuff, especially for the length of time, that shit, that must have beat the crap out of players, you know? So this is what's going on in the NFL also, you know? Um, there's a lot, there's a big challenge. So the players, the uh, NFLPA and the NFL has to come up with plans that would make sense and I can't be against it. I think, I think no matter how odd it is, it just needs to be done. You know, I think to just to keep us going, man, just to keep us having good news and keep in, enjoying the season. The season has been awesome and keep, keep it going, man. I like it. Yeah. This is a move that they had to make just in case, you know, uh, they ended up missing games towards the end of the year and they couldn't make it up. You know, it's not like baseball where you could, you know, set up double headers and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, this makes sense, you know, it just makes it fair for the teams um, that are close to the playoffs. And let's say if they missed a game or something like that. So um, yeah, no, this is definitely a good, uh, definitely a good thing to add a playoff game for this year, you know, with everything going on. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, the COVID cases is rising across the U S record breaking for the past few days. And, you know, and I hope that y'all, for the people that's listening to us, I hope y'all are staying, you know, making sure y'all doing the right things because the COVID is not a game and we hope that the season will go along. But if not, then, you know, this is the move that they have to make. But don't, but not only that, they need to find at least about one to three stadiums, maybe close by, that they can be able to play these games and not try to play at different stadiums due, due to this. So um, hopefully they'll work out a plan with, with the playoffs as well. Um, uh, the my well, basically, <laughs> uh, another another deal that kind of happened was that if the minority uh, gets like a higher like a higher position, like GM or or coach, that uh, the team could get an extra draft pick. Uh, Chris, do you see that? Do you see that happening um, anytime soon, and why? I, I think it's going to happen. You know, I, I, I think before the season, they, they had to hire a certain amount inside the, uh, inside the pipeline, you know, like, didn't they say they needed 
to add a certain amount of minority, minority or female. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, coaching or or in the front office. So I think mm. to get them through the system, I think that's the, you know, that's going to be the more difficult thing because, yeah, it's great to say, yeah, I, I want to get this former player to be a coach and maybe eventually a, de a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator or head coach or this person to become a, you know, front office person and then all the way up to uh, um, general yeah. manager. So I think in that way it's good. I hate that we have to like award a team just for doing that. I mean, it should right. be it should be a natural thing, you know. It should be like, yeah, this guy, this girl, whatever. Um, but hopefully, after a certain amount of years, they don't have to do it because uh, enough are going to be in the coaching system and in the front office systems of all the teams, so we don't have to do this, you know. Um, but I think to get more in the system and to help promote them push them a little bit yeah i think it's great um i don't think a team's going to push somebody who they don't think is going to be good enough right to be a top coach or somebody as a gm i don't think it's just going to be just to get a third round pick you know i mean that's i don't think it's worth it just to have someone so they're gonna have to really push that person i so what i'm trying to say is i think it's going to push the teams to make sure that they that they get that they hire or they try to hire the right minority candidate or the right female candidate to push up the ladder and maybe into head coach and maybe into offensive coordinator defensive coordinator or gm so i i it's a good first step but hopefully it's a step we won't have to see five ten years down the line hopefully they don't have to do that hopefully there's enough in the system that we don't have this problem anymore Mm. I'm about to say, but don't uh, better me. Uh, in his case, do they do they do it with with his with his case if he get hired by a team as a head coach or no? I don't. I I think the the announcement that they made yesterday. I think it's for guys, you know, for, for people that, that stays do, with the team. Yeah, that that you start mm. like if if the enemy started with Kansas City. I don't think he did. I think he started actually with Philly. Um, so, like, if they hire, let's say the Jets, they hired, um, what's his name, uh, Heinz Ward, right? Yes. He's like a receivers coach or something like that with us. If he goes through our system and becomes the head coach, then I think we would get a third round pick for him. Mm. And that's and us. and at the end of at the end of the day, that's the to me, I, I agree with Chris about everything he said. But the um, that's what they're trying to promote. They're trying to promote the growth or the growing uh, or nurturing of coaches and assistants, because it's 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 it, there's a lot of nepotism going on, and um, and they're trying to cut that you know cut that out because it's ridiculous, man. Everybody know everybody's like, oh, that guy's a friend of a friend, and this guy is my cousin's kid, or this guy's my <laughs> uncle's son, and you know. And there's too much of that going on, man. You know, they got to be people that are more cut out to do the job here other than your family members and your friends. This makes no sense, you know. So give give them the shot. And and the whole, we're in 2020 and nobody believes women can do certain things. This stuff, this stuff got to stop, man. Come on. I mean, really, literally <laughs> defending the fact that women could do be a football coach. Really? You don't think, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, 
Let, it's 20. Let's let's just move on. <laughs> hey, if they, if they can do the job, I don't care what they are. If they can do the yeah. job right. Let them, yeah, let them do it. Yeah. If, if Adam Gates could be a head coach, any woman could be a head coach. There you go. That's it. That's a good example. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. So, so one more time, Chris, uh, with you, uh, because it's about the Eagles. And, of course, Brett Favre was on first take uh, yesterday. And he, told, and he said about Nick Foles, he said Nick Foles should have stayed with the Eagles instead of Wentz because Nick Foles was the one that gave the Eagles the Super Bowl win. Uh, but Peterson back uh, backed up Wentz and said, you know, he 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 appreciated Brett Favre's comments, but he he's with Wentz all the way. So um, how you feel about that, Chris? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't like what I don't agree at all with with Brett Favre. I mean, to me, uh, Foles is he's a streaky quarterback. He's good at what that Super Bowl year was perfect for him. He came in in relief. Uh, Wentz. I guess Favre forgot about that. Wentz was having an MVP type season that year. Uh, so the Eagles, I don't think would have gotten to that point without Wentz. Um, yeah, he is having a bad year this year. There's no getting around it. I mean, we could use the excuse. Uh, the offensive line is all banged up. He's got one starter there, two starters. Uh, his receivers have been down all year. I mean, the tight, uh, Ertz has been hurt. His other tight end has been hurt. So, yeah, I mean, listen, this year offensively for them has been a disaster. And Wentz is just making really bad mistakes. I mean, mistakes that a, a rookie would make. And I think it's more about him trying to make a play on every play. You know, he's trying to be Superman on, you know, he's trying to make something out of nothing. And, you know, the, the best uh, quarterbacks know when there's nothing there, you throw the ball away. Or, or if you have to take a sack, you take a sack as your last resort. But you don't throw an interception will give the ball away. So, and the reason why, another reason why I don't agree with Favre is, yeah, he's having a bad season, but he's been good. I mean, up until this year, and he's just has nothing to, last year, he had nothing on wide receiver, nobody to throw to. And he had a really good year and he got them into the playoffs. So I, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, if you go by this year, yeah, I would get rid of him yesterday. If you just go by this year, but He's having a bad year, and it's not just on him. And wait, well, one more thing. And if you look yeah, at, his, I'm just real quick. If you look at his contract too, to add on top of that, he can't be moved this year mm. or next year. I mean, his mm. dead cap hit for next year is fifty nine million dollars. So Sheesh. obviously, he's not going anywhere. Maybe after 2021, it gets a little easier, but he's not going anywhere this year. Obviously, and I. I can almost guarantee you ain't going anywhere next year because of that reason. But I don't think he's as bad as what he's shown. I think he's a lot better than what he's shown this year. I will, I will do what I will, I, I will do what a lot of people tried to do in the last couple of weeks in the big, especially the beginning of the season, try to defend Wentz for a little bit here. I know he's been bad, but I'll give you one other part of this, of this uh, scenario that bothers me. I don't think enough people are holding the head coach accountable here. If your quarterback is literally hanging on to the ball for too long and throwing balls where he's not supposed to, what would a coach do? I don't tap you on the hand. You know, I would coach you the hell up. 
Right. Ball out. You know, let's change the way we call our offense. If you don't want to listen to me, we're going to do this my way. We're not going seven-step drop. Nope, that's out the game. We're not going, we're going five-step, three-step. That's it. We're going short routes. You know, we're going, we're going RPOs. We're doing whatever we got to do to get him off his spot where he's holding the ball too long and making this decision to throw the ball into coverage. That's what you do as a coach. And this guy that won a Super Bowl, in my opinion, is not coaching like a coach that won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, you could blame Wentz however you want, which you wouldn't be right. You wouldn't be wrong. You know, he's making a lot of bad mistakes, but there's somebody there that's supposed to be holding him accountable. And I don't think he's doing enough of a job, but a good job at that, in my opinion. Mm. Very interesting takes. Uh, no, none, none for me on this one. So <laughs> I'll leave it <laughs> like that. Um, week nine player of the week. Good question. Um, you know what? That, Chris. I'll go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. He's been great all year, oh. and. He just had another monster game, 22 carries, 206 yards, a couple of touchdowns. So uh, he's, yeah, he's not a guy that I don't, I don't think he's going to win the MVP, but he should definitely be top two or three without a doubt in, in the uh, voting because he's having an incredible year for a team that's, you know, we thought was, was dead, uh, but now they're three and five. So they're kind of in it. They're, clinging to you know they're two games out of a playoff spot right now but you never know man you never know so yeah uh, uh, well chicago is the one is the team that's in front of them so they could take over chicago the way chicago is playing so uh there you go on that um i will do the surprise of the season and call my play of the week josh allen 415 yards three touchdowns he took advantage of probably the worst defense I've ever seen on the field. And that's saying something watching Jets football. <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell they were trying to do to the Buffalo Bills. I What? Play man coverage? You, The Bills were struggling against zone for the last couple of weeks. Josh couldn't see understand what he was seeing when teams played zone and then you come in and you're playing man against him really <laughs> okay all right well uh kudos to josh allen anyway man that was hell of a performance uh i think i think mine's mine's gonna go to a, a whole team um you got to give it to the saints you have to give it to the saints oh, brady uh, three interceptions yes, Breeze four touchdowns, only two hundred yards, but man, that that team dominated from beginning to the end. And if Bree, if Brady plays like this against the Saints team in the playoffs, and if Breeze gets his shit together, I think I think we really need to watch out for the Saints. So, shout out to the Saints, y'all definitely the whole team deserved it because we we wasn't expecting that. Um, hey Davin, hey Davin, yeah. by the way. Um, is that did the Saints beat them twice already this season? Yes. Yep, they swept them. They swept so, them. So that means even if they both get into the playoffs, on if the only way they'll play each other again is if the 
the the Buccaneers going to run and meet them in the NFC Championship game. Right. Yes. So, which, which is which is like a um twenty five. I'm gonna say twenty five to fifty percent chance. It all depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Is this the temp? You know what? This is Tampa Bay's. I think second game in a row where they haven't played good. Right. Yeah. yeah right. They, they have, but they, and they had all their wide receivers. They had Godwin. They. Uh, I don't know if Mike Evans did. Mike Evans play. Uh, yes, he did. So, yes. Yeah, he you, got you know shut how down. Funny that was. You know how Mike funny Evans, that is for Antonio Brown played too. Yeah. It's funny for you to say that one of the better wide receivers in the league is looking like he's not. And that that's kind of a bad look because mm-hmm. how are they not catering to one of the best players? It makes no sense to me. There's a lot going on there internally, in my opinion, but that's a story for another day. Because yeah, that yes. was, I mean, the game plan looked really bad. The play yeah, quality. Did, definitely. Horrible on offense. And this, like I said, this is the second week in a row. I mean, last week they barely beat the Giants and, you know, <laughs> with that really bad call at the end of the game, they, they could have almost lost it. So, uh, but they played horrible last week and they squeaked out a win against the Giants. So something, like you said, something is definitely up there. Yes. Uh, let's get, let's, let's, re- let's get into our review of week nine games. Um, Pack has dominated the 49ers from beginning to the end, 34 to 17. Yeah. Without, you know, no Jimmy G and they're, they're a beat up team that guys that Kittle was out. He's probably out for the year. Um, so Green Bay, easy victory. San Fran is just a banged up team from the beginning of the year. They've been banged up, um, and they just continually to be banged up. And uh, this looks like a down year for them overall. Yeah, we, 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 I think, I think we stated in the beginning of the season that was a possibility that they would have the, the kind of a, um, the Super Bowl hangover kind of thing. Um, but but we we thought we didn't think it was going to be that bad. I don't think any of us thought it was going to be that. We thought it was going to be a little bit, you know, they were going to fall a few games back, but not that bad. And I think that, like you said, the injuries have been the, probably the main reason why they've fallen so hard. But yeah, it was just a bad game on their part and a good game on the on the um, on the Packers' part, man. Uh, wide receiver um, for the for. Um, What's his name? Uh, Adams. Yeah, Devontae <sighs> Adams, man. <laughs> man. man, this dude is ridiculous. <laughs> Remember, I was big on him since last season, I think, and I was calling, and I wanted to call him a, at least a one B uh, type of guy, and, and he's playing, he's playing like that, you know, and you have he's to playing like a one A. He's playing like one yeah. of the best wide receivers yeah. in the league. Yeah, like, he, got, he got he got six hundred seventy five touchdowns. I'm at seventy five, six seventy five yards right now. The kid, the kid is doing this thing. He's definitely mm-hmm. going to surpass another thousand yard season. Shout out to the kids. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers for touchdown passes. Um, let's move along. The Falcons almost choked again, but they ended up winning against the Broncos 34 to 27. <laughs> hey, you know what? Give this team credit, man. They look dead and they fired uh, Quinn. They've been three and one since then. So they're right <laughs> back in it too. Uh, they're at uh, three and six. I mean, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but at least they're more respectable than they were the first five games. So, you know, give them credit. I mean, yeah, like you said, they almost choked it. You know, they were up, what was it, 27 to 6 going into the fourth quarter. And they almost Somehow, the game almost, <laughs> they always do this, man. They're really good at doing this. Ugh. They always, they always, they always uh, keep it close. Always yeah. give the other team another chance. 
Yeah, and uh, the kid, the kid Judy, man, he had 125 receiving yards. The kid is, the kid is something good, man. Let's get the kid yeah, we, another we year too. But we know yeah, we about know. that already. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bills, Bills, shocking. Oh, Bills, uh, shocking win against the Seahawks, 44 to 34, <laughs> high scoring game. Yeah, like you said, man, their defense <laughs> just. Buffalo just ripped them apart. I mean, Seattle can, can I think could be, I could be. I think they are good against the run, but against the pass, they are, they're worse than us. I think against the pass, so they're worse have than anybody in the NFL history. Yeah, I mean, they're like literally, yeah. They at this point in the season, I don't think there's any. I think there's there's a stat out there. There's a stat out there, and I can't exactly see what it is but it sounds kind of like this at this point of the season there has been no team in nfl history that has given up as many yards passing as a defense than mm. seahawks has this year that's saying something that's ridiculous <laughs> i'm not surprised that that's just that is just bad and and i have to um you know as a jets fan put his name out there and I'm not being petty and in no way. I know some people are, are petty about it. I'm not, but Adams is not playing well right now. He no, looks horrible. And then he, and then, and then, you know what? He's gonna, he's gonna blame everybody now, you know, like we, like as Jets fans has said, that's what he does, you know? Oh yeah, it's not me. So now you 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 you're arguing with your coach because you're being bad. You're a bad. You're being a bad player. <laughs> oh man, well, he can't think... be he he can't be the same guy that that he was with us. I mean, he needs to be more in coverage, and that's not really his strength. So, uh, mm. but that's where they need him most right now. They don't really need him to to be rushing the passer, even though he did have a sack and a half. Yes. So, he did okay in that sense, but you need him to be in pass protection. So you need him to be covering somebody. And he didn't have a good game. So well, well, I will there's there's a little nuance to this. I'll be I'll be a little fair. There's nuance here. Teams are basically taking advantage of certain things that the that Seattle is doing and certain weaknesses that they have. You know, um, there was a play that uh, um, I think it was uh Diggs basically um you know, made him look like a fool on these would make any, almost any player in the league look, look like a fool, especially in the situation it was um, that he ran the way the ran route was ran or whatever. Yes. You know, but, but overall he's not playing well, you know, so he's not playing well and his whole team on defense is not playing well. So you shouting at your coach ain't going to do nothing for that. Take your boys on the side and teach them something. Let's let's try to figure something out instead of out there, you know, like we all our Jets fans said before, that's the kind of guy you're getting, you know. Yeah. Um, and for what I said when I when I picked him, I said this this is gonna be on Josh Allen. And Josh Allen outperformed, outperformed, uh outperformed in every Russell possible Wilson. way. Yes, yep. but By but either mind. way, Russell Wilson still was coming back. So it wasn't going to be an easy breezy game. You know, the defense did did what they had to do, but you got to play Russell Wilson for a whole 60 minutes. You can't play three quarters and expect to win the game. It doesn't go like that because the Salt it, it made it seem like the Seahawks was coming back. 
but Josh Allen still performed. So shout out to them. And I'm and and I'm hoping for them that this this will be an outbreak for Allen in the second half of the season. So it's a great start. And shout out to Buffalo on the on a good win. Well, yo, oh yeah, that da- uh, Davin, before you go, I, mm. I I found a stat. The Seahawks has allowed two thousand eight hundred and ninety-seven y- passing yards this season, with in wow. eight games, most wow. yards ever given up by by a team in the Super Bowl era in eight games, in their wow. first eight games. Yeah, wow. almost three thousand yards. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. Well, that's another one too. We were talking about how Tampa Bay was was bad two games in a row. This is Seattle now, two games in a row. Yes. And two games in a row, Russell Wilson has, I think he's got five five turnovers in, in the last yes. two games. Yes. So yeah. That's something uh, to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on, but at the same time, I'm you that that's still a quarterback that you play a whole a whole game because he can he can get two interceptions the first half and the second half start firing on all cylinders. So Russell Wilson is is the real deal. So oh, I, I I'm not doubting for a whole six. I'm not doubting right. it at all. But but I get I'm your just... point, Chris. <laughs> and you know what? In this week, he's got the Rams. That's a divisional game. So that's that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. But well, you have three games in a row. Yeah, they better or... wake up. Yeah. Yes. They better wake up because that Rams <laughs> team ain't no joke. Yes. Um, Titans won a close game against the Bears, 24-17. And the Titans were struggling, right? Didn't they have a couple of losses in a row? Yes. I think it was oh, two. They, or one, yeah, right, because they were six and zero. Oh. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely. I think I, I mentioned it last week about Chicago, with Foles. I mean, if he has no offensive line and no running game, he's not going to be that that good of a quarterback. I mean, he's a basic, a drop back guy. He can't move much back there, and that's what the, that's what basically the NFL is now. You know, you need a quarterback that's going to be able to move a little bit at, at the very least. And he just, if, if he has no offensive line, you know, he's he's basically no good back there because he's just going to take sacks all, all day. So, um, and like I said, no running game either. Chicago's not going to do well, I don't think, the last half of this year. I think they're going to be a team that's going to go, go downward after a good start. And also, they yeah. line suck. They offensive line, the Bears oh line, offensive God. line sucks really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. That uh, the Bears, un- unfortunately, their offense is just so bad that it's that it's basically uh, creating a situation where the defense um, is being kind of uh, put to the test too many times. And that defense is a better is a really good unit, in my opinion. Um, I think I think the fact that they like like Davin said, uh, the line is playing so bad. The lack of a running game, a lack of protection for the quarterback is kind of just amplifying weaknesses that they have on offense. I don't think if that offensive line was a little better that they could run the ball with, I think they would be a better team. I don't think they're as bad as they look. I think I think it's just the line just amplifying everything that's going on. Very true. Uh, Ravens dominated the Colts defensively, um, 24 to 10. Yeah, I mean, Rivers, we've seen he have a really good game, and then he has a game like this where offensively they're just not moving the ball well. Threw a pick, no touchdowns. Uh, they couldn't get the running game going, really. Um, so this is uh, – the Colts, they, they got a good team, but 
we said it was going to come down to Rivers. And um, unfortunately, I think Rivers is, I don't want to say he's done, but I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if we're going to see this as a playoff team this year. You know, the defense has to carry them and they have to get that running game going. If they don't get that running game going, I think the Colts are going to be in bad shape. And the Ravens needed this too, you know. They got to get back on track too. Yeah, the Ravens, um, I think, I think, just the not just the Ravens as a team. I think um, I think uh, Lamar Jackson needed that game. I think teams thought that they had a, a kind of a blueprint in how to beat him, force him to make uh, pinpoint accuracy throws, and he did it. He did it. He did it for the most part, and that's probably that's kind of what helped um, um, Baltimore win that game. Other than the, their defense rising up and playing as well as they did. He made some of those throws that he needed to do. I think he needs to do it on a big on a bigger scale. I think he needs to do it more often. But for one game, he looked he didn't look that bad. And um, I still think that's the blueprint to beat him. But uh, the coach just couldn't hold on to beat them. But kudos to the Ravens for coming coming through, man. Yeah, must be the one for the Ravens. Uh, surprising surprising game. Um, Chiefs won only by two points against the Panthers, 33 to 31. Guys, this is coaching. This is coaching. This is when when you see Carolina as being so competitive, game in and game out, when we sat here and we spoke about how there was a possibility Carolina would be one of the worst teams in the league, the reason behind the what you're seeing is – this is real NFL coach understanding the best things your guys could do and putting them in position to, to, to do them in the best light. Give creating a system that shine that helps your guys shine. That is what you do as a coach. Understanding your opponent and devising a defensive plan that stymies what they want to do on offense, which is what Carolina did for the most part. You know, that's what they did to, to the chiefs. And, and um, there's a couple of guys on the chiefs. I think there's one guy that the chiefs is missing a lot. And um, his, his name is uh, Watkins. And I think Watkins, Watkins not being in the game is really kind of uh, hurting them a little bit, especially when they get to, when they're passing in the, in the passing game. Um, so teams are taking advantage of the guys, the guys that is re- replacement because they're not the best at getting open, and they're all they're doing is rushing for, and asking and asking those guys to get open as quickly as possible, and they're not, you know, and they're bracketing, um, um, you know, they're bracketing the cheetah and 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 they're asking the other kids to beat them, and they're not, it's not working. I think Carolina had the best game plan. You know, so that was a good game in my opinion. That was a good chess match to see. But I'm very impressed with Carolina, man. I, I think I said it last week. Um, I think I'm impressed with Bridgewater. I'm impressed with Robbie Anderson, and Morgan, and all these other players. Man, they got they just have a lot of youth and a lot of players, and plus they have the coaching to go with it. Yeah, McCaffrey got hurt late in the game, and he's going to miss this week. His uh, shoulder. Yeah. That was his first game back too after missing what, five, six weeks, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, but but he played his ass off and that yeah, was no. you can make a show and it shows that when Christian McCaffrey is on that field, boy, the oh, sky's man. the limit for Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have the passing game and they yes. have the running game too, but it was a little bit more physical with Davis than it is with McCaffrey, which is where you get both the physical aspect and the slashing aspect. So they could cut you a million ways, man, on that offense with with with, with McCaffrey in the in the game. So Man, I can't believe we said what we said about that team before the season yeah, they're started. Yeah, going to be a team to watch out, yeah. not just this year, but definitely in no. the future, man, next yeah. year. Yep. Yeah, definitely shout out to Carolina. Um, Vikings dominated the Lions 34 to 20. You know what? Well, ain't nothing new. <laughs> and we thought the Vikings were a dead team, but they're, they're fighting back in it now, you know? And Dalvin Cook is just – he's carrying the team. It's not Cousins, that's for sure. Even though he had a good game. But this is all Dalvin Cook, man. That guy's great game. Like I said, yeah. 206, you take, two touchdowns. You take the best zone running running back you could find and pair him with one of the best zone running offensive play callers. This is what you get. I think I think I wanna say I don't um Daniel Jeremiah was probably the first person I heard say it before the season started. It was like this dude is gonna have a monster season. You know, and um, and it just it's just coming to fruition. Basically, um, that's what he is. He he the game the way they call the game on the ground for the Vikings just plays into the way he runs the ball. He, he when he gets you, man, he, he he's just a sight to see, man. Like I I love watching him run the ball. I'm I mean, he's just one of the the best running backs in the league right now, and. You know, if he's not if he's not injured, man, they're they're still gonna be even if they're what are the record now, uh, Chris? Are they three and three five? and five? Three and five. Even at three and five, I think they should they could give a lot of teams fits, man, going down. You know, because yeah, no, they're, you know, they're only like they're only two games out of a playoff spot, so they're yeah, they're still there. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not totally dead. Yeah. In the NFC, in the NFC, you could make the playoffs at nine and seven. Remember that? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh so, wow. First in first in the league in yards, eight fifty-eight. First in the league in touchdowns, twelve. Third Jeez. in the league in average with six yards per carry. Lord Jesus. This yep. kid is this kid is amazing. Yep. <laughs> this kid is amazing. And and when he when he's on, you know, it helps Kirk Cousins game out. So shout out to Davin Cook. Yeah, definitely. He's gonna, some, he's gonna get some MVP votes for sure. Def- definitely, he deserve it. Uh, Giants, Giants beat the Washington twenty three to twenty. Yeah, the injury early to Kyle Allen forced Alex Smith into the game, and he did throw three picks, but he kept him in the game. Uh, I think he's going to start this week too. So it's a great story, man. Just seeing him out there playing, just an amazing thing. Um, but Daniel Jones, I mean, no turnovers, so that's the good thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, offense just didn't look great, you know, but you know what? They squeaked out a win. So good for them. How do you take, you know what, before I even address Daniel Jones, you know what, that, that this, um, I changed my mind. Daniel Jones, how do you take the star quality of throw of throws that he can make without taking the turnovers? Because it seems like when you allow him to throw the ball, he could give you the five, 
six star like throws that he you know that he's he could give you but he'll also give you two turnovers <laughs> so yeah. so as a that that's probably the coach the coaches the coaches any any coach trying to unlock him as a player would have to ask like how do you take those turnovers out and it doesn't seem like he could stop because it's not just interceptions it's fumbles too i think he has he has a ridiculous amount of fumbles like uh, like that rivals history or something like that. It's crazy. It's just ridiculous going, the way he turned the ball over. Going into last week, he had the second most turnovers for a quarterback to start his career to only Ryan. Oh, so that, that, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that shows you how bad he's doing. Yeah, you yeah, don't want to be anywhere close to Ryan Leaf doing anything. No. Including quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, well, he was very close to him. So, yeah, turnover king. <laughs> give him that crown. Uh, yeah, Alex but, Smith. But they, I, won, they won that game. I'm sorry. Sorry, that, um, that right I, right I, right I just want to say the, the, Giants, the Giants won the game because that's what they are. They're, they're pretty scrappy on defense. And and if their offense give them a, sh- a shot, they, they could take it. So, you know, sh- shout out to that defense, man. Those defensive players have been playing hard all season. Uh, Alex Smith gave that game away at the end. He had two opportunities, and he just yeah. he effed it up twice. He threw two was, straight yeah, interceptions. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, shout out to you, though, Alex Smith, for playing on such a crazy injury. But, yeah. Uh, Texans closely beat the Jaguars 27-25. to Yeah, they, they almost choked at the end, too. They had a nice lead. They gave it up at, at the end, but they stopped the uh, the two point conversion at the very end of the game. So, mm. but both teams probably going nowhere, <laughs> right? I mean, there you go. Yeah. Jaguars yeah. are fighting fighting with us for the number one pick. So, but they got to win. So, I don't know. Yeah. Not much to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Not too much to say. Right. It really doesn't. Uh. Yep. Again, again, the Chargers choked, choked another, uh, choked another W and lost to the Raiders, thirty-one to twenty-six, in another close game. What I don't get is on that last play when they were going for the uh, touchdown, on on you know the last play of the game to tie it. What are they throwing to their backup tight end for? I mean, I know nobody's expecting that, but you got to look for one of your big receivers in the end zone. I'm sorry. You don't look for your backup tight end. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm. I just thought that was a bad play call. Oh, well, yeah, Chris. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. When you have talent, when you have like they have at wide receiver, that's probably what you would do, right? You would think so. You got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams. Yeah. I would think one of those guys, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree. The big dudes in the end zone, just chuck it up, man. Let them catch it. Just I don't know. Up, I would, yeah, I would, I would go for that. But, but that, but again, what are the charges? Are they a good football team mas- masquerading as a subpar football team, or are they a bad, bad football team masquerading as a good football team? I don't know because because they because they that's all they do, man. They they get just to the, they, yeah, just they're right there every time. They're like, oh, they're gonna win. No, they no, they, yeah. no. I mean, it might be. It'll be sad to say, but it's gonna. I think uh, Anthony Lynn's probably on the hot seat this year. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of 
questionable calls there. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I won't. I don't know if I'll go that far. The reason why I won't is because this, the the Chargers front office they're not very quick on the trigger like that. I think I think they're very measured and when they make decisions like that. So I don't know if they will jump on the trigger like that. But some of those calls and management of games that I saw in a lot in those losses, I uh, I want to attribute to to him. So yeah, I. Uh, that's a thing, that's a relevant question in my opinion. The, yeah, the one you, thing I would you know I would wrong. lean towards that he is going to get replaced is that you know what now you got your young franchise quarterback. You know, mm. maybe you want to bring in a new coach to kind of mold him and help him, you know, get better polish his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you but want you know, to Chris, but, but Chris, I don't know. But but you know how I felt about this kid coming in, right? Right. I think he's done a ridiculously great job at coaching this kid. Because to me, that's not the kid I saw in college. He's a different kid. And I to me that that's a I, I want to attribute that a little bit to to the coaching he got. Well who's their who's their offensive coordinator? Oh I'm not sure. I gotta look I gotta find out Jesus, off the top of my head no. again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. No, no, because just for what you're saying it's good that you brought that up. I mean, think about what the job that Herbert's done. Think about what the coordinator probably had to, you know, like give him the credit because he's the guy that really, not really Anthony. I'm not giving. I'm not saying Anthony Lynn had nothing to do with it, but I think it's more the offensive coordinator. Uh, the offensive coordinator is Shane Snitchin. Stitchin? I don't know. Snitchin? I don't know. He might I be a guy that. Yeah, Shane, right. He's like, yeah, he's a young guy. Thirty-five. I, I'm, you know what? That's a guy that people might look at as for a head coach now, because of because of the job. Just for what you're saying, I, you know what? I didn't even I didn't think of it that way because, you know, you think Herbert is going to be Herbert. You know, the guy's drafted high, all that. But look at the job he's done, and think of the coaching behind him that got him ready basically on the fly. Remember, Taylor yeah. got hurt uh, right before the game started. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So he had to come in on the fly, and and he's been doing great all year. So kudos right. to the coaching staff. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Charming. Good job. Thank yeah. you, sir. Uh, I do. So, I do what I can. I still think Lynn might be going, but <laughs> for the, I don't know, but, <laughs> but that would be the reason why he would stay. Because hey, look at the job I did. Come on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> surprise surprising close game Steelers beat the Cowboys 24-19 yeah I don't think anybody's seen this coming <laughs> it, who the hell is Gilbert you know what just in a little side note in my in the um in the survivor league I'm in 87 people had the Steelers so I was really rooting for Dallas this week <laughs> wow <laughs> we not like 87 people but no uh I we nobody's seen this coming uh, Dallas, like you said, Gilbert, he he played in the uh, the XFL, I think, didn't he? Really? I think he came from the XFL. I, I think so. Wow. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. so. So I, I don't know if he was he was one of their better quarterbacks. I don't want to say he's the MVP because they didn't have a whole season, but he played pretty good, man. Um, the one guy I've been looking at this year, and I'm, and he has not been well, and I wonder if he if it's the step he's losing or what, but is Ezekiel Elliott, man. He's not the same guy this year. I agree. I know the offensive line is banged up and not what it what it was, but 
Elliott's got to do a better job. I mean, he was he only had he had 18 carries for 51 yards. Terrible, horrible. Yeah, but, but also, I think, but also I think, that I think, offensive line too. That's the yeah, no, on the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, I agree. But he's also had some really, you know, he had fumbles this year. Yes. So he's just having a bad year. I don't know what it is, but something's up with him. Wow. Yeah, running backs go through things like that. Probably it's weight issue. There's a lot of things that could be going wrong here, you know. But but like like there is the offensive line being bad. But there you could see that he's not the same guy. I don't know what exactly it is, but yeah, he's definitely not the same guy. Um, I think I think that game, uh, historically, the the Steelers always play down to their 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 competition. Man, the Steelers are a better team than that game that they played. <laughs> That was a horrible game by the Steelers. That to me, I'm not gonna give Dallas any credit for that. Dallas has to show me more. I haven't seen them play any really good football yet, so I'm gonna attribute that to uh, the the Steelers playing down to their competition like they always do. And Roethlisberger is a little banged up too, right? Both his legs. Yes. Both yeah. his knees. Yes. Both his knees. That's crazy. <clears throat> I don't know, guys. Like I, I'm still of the of the of the mindset that I don't think that dude's gonna come back after this season. I'm really like yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. Not, not he's agree. been he's been bitten and broken for so long, man. Like how much more are you gonna take? <laughs> and he's not young. It's, it's, so, it's yeah, not like it's, they, there's no way this is fun anymore for him, man. <laughs> he keep doing this. Shit. And yeah. you know what? This might be the week. If you know what, let him let him rest this week. I know it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's playing great. But you know what? Even if they take the loss, you know, let's say you give him a loss this week and, and if he's sitting, that's fine. Because next week you got Jacksonville. So maybe you if you squeak out this week, maybe you you let him you let him sit out two weeks to rest him. Because then in two weeks, they got Baltimore. Mm. So you got two games here, two week games. Uh now's the time. If you're gonna sit him. Now's the time to sit him. This is his break time right here before, you know, before the rest of the season and then the playoffs, obviously. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see him not play this week. Yeah, I agree to it 100%. And uh, since we did two of the games already, the last last game, which was Sharman's pick, the Dolphins won't beat the Cardinals 34 to 31. Yeah, this was yeah. probably a game of the week, too. Yeah, what a game, huh? See some two of the uh young talented quarterbacks play and they play well, man. They both played really well. You, you saw their talent <clears throat> out there, man. But I think I think the coaching uh by 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 the dolphins, I think the you know, just the grit and the like the sheer will that they show game in and game out is something to look forward to every time you watch them play. So that's why I picked them, man. I just think that's what they do. It, it's it's almost like a culture change. They've been that kind of team since that coach came. It's like they just fight every 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 week, every Sunday, whatever game, whoever they're playing, they just fight tooth and nail, whole game, give themselves a shot to win. And that's that. That was I, I said that earlier. You know, Miami's a great example to look at and to give us and every other Jet fan hope that we could do exactly what they're doing. You know, if we do it right, we need, but this is the kind of coach we need to bring in here to change the culture, to get back to that fight every week and to be in in every game instead of, you know, these lackluster performances that we get every week other than this week. Mm. But um, 
So let's let's hope uh, we do the right thing and do exactly what they're doing. You know, follow their blueprint. And we basically are, except for the new, except for the coaching staff. That's that's our next big thing. You know, uh, and hopefully we could bring in someone just like him and change this culture. And because he, he's done that in Miami. I mean, they're a real deal for sure. Yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, week week ten predictions. Uh, before we do that, Chris, uh, the wins. All right. Well, you guys had good weeks. Uh, you both had 11 wins each, and I had uh, 10. So now the standings are I'm at 89 wins, and Charmin's at 88 wins, and Davin is at 84. So it's tightening up. Yeah. I told yeah, you this is, when the gamble, this is when the gamble starts to pull off, pull off yeah. on me. <laughs> All right, so let's hit our week 10 predictions. The first game is Colts against the Titans Thursday night. I like Tennessee. I, I, I'm Colts. They're, with Rivers there, I just don't trust that team anymore. I don't know. They're a good team, but against Tennessee, I'm going to take Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee too. They, I, I don't trust the Colts. I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick the Colts. Rivers have a bounce back week. Um, Tannehill had a bad week against the Bears, but you know the Bears' defense is good. The Colts' defense is actually better than what I think we expected. Um, yes, and I and and I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think Rivers is going to pull this off, so I'll pick the Colts in this one. Uh, Texans against the Browns. I'm going to go the Browns. Browns. I'm, I'm actually going to pick Deshaun Watson. I'm going to go with another gamble. I'm going to go with the Texans. Uh, until Baker Mayfield uh, can show me something, I'm I'm still gonna go rolling against him. Yes, so I'm I'm rolling the dice. Yeah, um, rolling the dice. Washington against Detroit. Do we have to? Pick oh my game? god! <laughs> we don't have to. Do we, do, yeah, do, do we? Do we have to pick one of those? Yeah, we have to pick one of those. Yeah, apparently. I'll take I'll take the Lions. I'll take I'll take Detroit. Yeah, I, I guess I'll go with Detroit. Yeah, yeah, I'll pick Detroit. Jacksonville against the Packers. It's got to be Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay gonna dominate them. Um, Eagles against the Giants. This is like mm. Eagles got a tough schedule outside of their division, so they need to win all their divisional games that they have left. So I'm gonna have to go Philly, and they're getting uh, Miles Sanders back, and they're getting um, uh, Ashlon Jeffrey back too. Yeah, I'm going to the Eagles. Yeah, as long as you said Miles Sanders, I'm going with the Eagles. Miles Sanders is a, is a good player. <coughs> yes. Yeah, so shout out to Miles Sanders. Um, Buccaneers against the Panthers. Oof. Man. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah, oh, man. Um, I'm going to pick the Bucks to bounce back. Um, Brady has to bounce back. Three interceptions, no touchdowns against the Saints. Brady is coming in all p- pissed off and no Christian McCaffrey, so – I have to go with the Bucks. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go Tampa Bay. They, like you said, they gotta bounce back. If they don't bounce back, they're gonna be in trouble. Yes, I gotta stick with what I said earlier in the podcast, talking about Carolina. I love that. I love what they're doing, and I'm gonna stick with them. I think Carolina could win this game and start some controversy in the NFL. <laughs> with mm. Brady winning two, losing two games in a row, or three mm. games in a row, whatever it would be, if they lost on Sunday. So yeah, Carolina. Mm, okay, Broncos against the Raiders. Gotta go Raiders. Yep, Raiders for me. 
I'm a gamble and go with the Broncos. Wow. Nice. Man. I'm taking hella gambles this week. Dice roll. Dice roll. So the next game we got. Hey, I'm just saying, look, look, my dice roll has been uh, has been solid. So, you know, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it this weekend. Um charges against the Dolphins. You know, I'm gonna go Miami. Charges keep keep losing really ugly games. You know, they keep losing at the end. So I'm gonna go Miami. Miami's just on a roll right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go Miami myself too. I can't like Chargers got to show me who they are, man. I don't think we, we know who they are yet. Dolphins, I know who they are. Yep. It's a tough decision for me. I, I, I guess I'll go with the Dolphins. It was tough because I almost went with the Chargers, but I, I'll go with the Dolphins on this one. Uh, game, game, One of the games of the week, Bills against the Cardinals. Yeah, it should be good. Huh? Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Arizona. Nice. I'm taking Buffalo. I have to take Buffalo. Josh Allen, well, man, hopefully, hopefully, just disguise the limit for Josh Allen after that last game. So I'm, I'm going to choose Buffalo. Uh, another game, another game of the week Seahawks against the Rams. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Mm. Mm. They got to bounce back. I'm going to go against, I'm going to go with the Rams. They're gonna keep slipping. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams until I know it's controversial. Gonna gonna I know it's controversial because I'm going against my boy, but yeah. <laughs> until the Seahawks defense can do better, um, yep. I think Jared Goff will have a, a big week and with Jalen Ramsey and, and Aaron Donald, two two unstoppable forces on that defense. Man, um to, I, I I picked the Rams to win. Um 49ers against the Saints. Has to be the Saints, man. They're hot as hell right now, and 49ers are just going down and down. <laughs> so it's got to be the Saints. Yeah, I'll pick the Saints. Saints, Saints going win that one easy. And and Sharmy picked Saints the Saints as too. well. Yeah, yeah, I picked the Saints too. <laughs> yeah, you can. That's not a. That's not a Hail Mary. That's not even a Hail Mary. Right. No, <laughs> uh, Bengals against the Steelers. Oof. Like I was saying, man, this is the game where if they took a loss, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I, you got to uh, – I, I just can't see them beating Pittsburgh. No. Pittsburgh's D is going to be good. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got to go with Pittsburgh. Sunday night game, Ravens against the Patriots. Gotta go Ravens. Yep, I gotta go Ravens too. After what we saw, if if we could hang in with them, anybody should be able to <laughs> dismantle them. Yeah. Yes. And Lamar and Jackson it, is better, and they got they got a better defense, and they have a better off a better offense. So. And yeah. Belichick always has a problem with uh, quarterbacks. quarterbacks. So. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. So expect Lamar Jackson with a big game. Monday night, Vikings against the Bears. You know what? Bears better win, or are they going to – like I said, they're going to be <laughs> heading downward too. But Minnesota's hot right now. I think I'm going to go Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, me too. Actually, oh, man. Yeah, until, <laughs> until that Bears – 
Nah, I'm just th- I'm thinking about the Bears' offensive line, and it's very exactly. terrible. So until and and it's messed up because Robinson, the wide receiver, Robinson is a great wide receiver, and and he has to deal with that shit. So I I'm gonna go with the Vikings. They'll they'll they on the hot. They'll be on the hot streak until they can stop Cook. Um, Vikings. That's it for our podcast. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. Uh, like I said before, send us some reviews, feedback. We do this for y'all every week. Until next time, take a flight. Take flight. Take flight.